We're talking Kanye West controversy for his fashion show. And Diddy tells black people not to vote. All that and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. What's up, everybody? I'm just going to do a little shoulder real quick. Come on, Courtney, get your shoulder on. I feel it, yeah, 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 yeah. Courtney's slow with the shoulder moves right now. I got the too much. I feel it. Your love is fading. I feel it. Hey everybody, welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. We got that hot track. I don't know why you just gave me like an instructional like little uh, workout. Little workout hey moves, right? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives. Right. Well, listen, they worked on that video, right. so hey, I'm trying to get my workout on too. Thanks, Tiana by herself. We should release that. We should. Nice DVD workout DVD. The BHL workout video. I like that. Okay, feeling that. Okay, there you go, Gordon. You get in the shoulders. All right. There you go. Now you lifting the weights. All right, everybody. Welcome to the show today. We got DJ Jesse J. What's up? Courtney Stewart. What's up, y'all? And I'm Corson Dario Christian. Thank you for joining us today. First, is this our first week back in September? Yeah, because no, September. Like last week was the yeah. first, wasn't it? The second? Oh, What's today? Yeah. The eighth? Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. It's like you the know, second it started. Week. But it's like. It feel like it. Yeah, because first it's like after counts. Labor Day. So it's like, oh, summer is sort of done. Summer is sort of done, but what does that really mean? It don't, it's not done for us. Not in California. Not in California. No. Don't mean shit. I still got invited to a pool party this weekend. So for real. Like, Me too, boo. So it ain't over yet. And we're going tomorrow on Saturday. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, we got some great topics today. Sure did. Some don't. things to talk about. <laughs> really excited. Are, are you really excited about it, Jesse? Yeah. I am. As a matter of fact, let's get into it. Let's get right into it. So Kanye, we came in with Kanye West because apparently uh, he done had a casting call, right? Mm -hmm. And on this casting call, it said, multiracial women only, no makeup. Well, that casting call got delivered amongst... (laughs) The crowd waiting in line done got uh, released amongst Twitter and Twitter done had a ball. Uh, Well, they didn't really have a ball. They were very upset about this because they basically were trying to figure out what that exactly means. So Kanye West wants black features, but he don't want black women. What do you guys think? Did you take that tone from this casting call? Courtney, you're always talking about casting calls. I mean, I will say that, like, upon just reading it, I was like, oh, come on, dude. Are you really, uh, because it does seem as if he means not just a black girl. Like, you got to be something else. Was the word multiracial, is that what what you weren't feeling? I mean, I didn't say I wasn't feeling it. I said it, I understand why it appears that, essentially, it it sounds like, okay, you're looking for light skins. Right. So I understand the assumption. So I understand the assumption. But, I mean, I saw the show that obviously wasn't the case, I don't believe. Um, like it was like we want multiracial women, like multiracial. So or was it I just think it was uh, I don't know, like I don't know. And then his response to it was <laughs> just he didn't care, basically. Yeah, I mean his. You, he you basically response. said no, but okay, he told so Vogue, he said he, no he fucks, said like to Vogue, people. he said sorry you were offended. He said ten thousand people that showed up didn't were have offended. a problem with it. How do you yeah, put? He said cool. how how do you word the idea you want all variations of black. He said, how do you word that exactly? So he's saying that all his types word, of women. So then you just say women, like beautiful women and show up. Like I think that he, to pretend like it doesn't, there isn't like a 
tinge of... I mean, he didn't say biracial. He didn't say mixed girls. Like, So he didn't say anything necessary. So I get it. I, but at the same time, I just think that there could have been a better way to say it. Well, I mean, okay. So I, when I first saw it, honestly, I could see why people are upset by yeah. it. Because it does not... When, when he... Explain what he was saying. You know, variations of black women. I was thinking that there was plenty of different words. Like yeah, you just, yeah. You, just, you just said variations, variations. of black women. <laughs> I, when I saw multicultural, I'm thinking, okay, you could be a black girl who's mixed. You could be a, a, a chocolate black um, girl. You could be a Spanish girl. You could be a Persian girl. You could be multicultural. You know, you could be mixed with variations of things, Asian and black, whatever that may be. I think but it, yeah. I would have never pegged chocolate sister off of that exactly that's the thing like I think and that's what he sort of denied by not sort of copping to that right by saying what he did say right it appears based on and that's not to say that that's what he meant or that's what he came from but living in the country and the world that we live in like it didn't expressly sound that's not the immediate word you see right. when you are assuming you're actually okay with a brown skin Right. Chocolate girl. Yeah. So I get it. Do we see like so Kanye West is an artistic person, you know, he Absolutely. always is putting his art out yeah. there. So for him to hold a casting call, if he, what if he was to do, you know, he's always his runway isn't only going to be just a runway show, it's yeah. gonna be sure. it's it's an actual like an event. Yeah, so if he was to do a yeah. casting call for white women only, like what's funny you brought that up because when I first saw it I immediately laughed and was like, oh, Lord, Kanye, you about to get it right, right. now. Like, yeah. I knew he was going to get it for it. But <laughs> as crazy as he is, I would like to always believe that there is some element of intellect in him because I don't think he's a stupid person. I just think he's kind of crazy. So when I first, when I after the first reaction, my next one was like, okay, well, what is he doing? Because right. I know he works with that Italian lady that's insane. Yeah. Um, that says she's a black woman too sometimes like it's yeah, she, she does, yeah. goes through some weird ish does, but yeah. so I was like maybe it's some it's sort of because he like I said it's not just runway with him it's actual performance art so I was like is he gonna do something with the hues of all his beiges and like all the beiges are gonna be against the wall well, and he it, only wants them like you know what I'm saying well, that's so like kind, that, that's yeah kind of what it seemed like a little bit in reference to because they said even like some of the clothing that like Kim was sporting some beige well, that's all he can make. That's what beige. You know? yeah. So, <laughs> beige and like nah, dark. If you the same skin tone as Kim Kardashian, come on through. That's what we're looking for, Dickin' Down. That's what he should have did. Yeah. I'm surprised he responded, though, because he usually doesn't. I just felt like he doesn't even care. So, yeah. I'm surprised he even made a statement to Vogue. But there were some, you know, semi chocolatey girls in the yeah, lineup. Some girls, and, you yeah. know, whatever. So, I guess in the <laughs> I end, don't the product. That, you don't believe what? I don't believe that Kanye don't want, doesn't want any. Sisters up in there. Well, that's yeah. great, but at the same time, maybe he had his use uh, a different word. His You're a smart guy. Like, you, you know what that sort of connotes by saying that up front. But you can do what you want because you're grown and whatever. Yeah, well, maybe he did it so people be talking about possibly. The line. You know, I don't think everybody talking about why the hose anyway. was passing out and it started four hours late and yeah, everything right. else. But everybody was there. I was like, man, I want to be in that crowd. Well, a lot of people left. I've been so, in that crowd. and a lot of. Um, buyers and stuff were kind of pissed off and sad to see the girls fainting and stuff. So, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Hey. Well, we talked about it, so apparently it was a success. Yeah. Something that was and not a success is uh, Lena Dunham's um, <laughs> character. Because, oh, so yeah. this girl went to, if you guys have been reading, so she went to this event and yeah. she sat at the same table. It was as, at the Met Ball oh, in uh, May. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Odell uh, Beck, uh, Odell Beckham, Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr. Beckham Jr. Yeah. Excuse me. And she felt uncomfortable because, in her mind, she was 
clearly attracted to Odell and found him handsome and felt some sort of way as he glanced over her and didn't introduce himself. And in her mind, Princess Lena Dunham, queen of HBO, we'll give her that in her right, maybe. She's doing her thing. Um, felt a lot of different emotions when um, he didn't look at her. <laughs> she felt worthless. She referred to herself as a, um, a slutty pig, a non-slutty pig who won't have sex with him. Um, just a lot of different things that come from deep down inside that she wanted to share with the world. Um, Twitter dragged her because they were basically like, "Bitch, <laughs> no one's checking for you." Like it's not, like he who knows what his life was going, what he's going through in his life. You're over here getting upset. So Lena took a moment to sit and think about it. And she issued an apology um, in which she basically said, you know what, maybe I was a little bit in my feelings personally. No shade to Odell. He was probably a really nice guy. And I'm sorry that I even voiced my opinion. Girl, this isn't girls. Like, right. And she gave it, like, during an interview. Yeah, it was with uh, Amy it Schumer. Was with, it was with Amy Schumer. And, and wrong just, person also. But I was just... Girl, well, like, here, I gotta go. I just because it's so it was just so crazy to me when I saw it that I had to actually she pull the really quote. She in. said, Yeah, she said, This is what she said. The vibe was very much like, Do I want to fuck it? Is it wearing a yep, it's wearing a tuxedo? I'm going back to my cell phone. She said that basically, like, they caught eyes and that, um, and, and that she felt like you know, like you were saying, that there was gonna be some type of connection. And then he kind of was just like, You know, you look at somebody and then you're not interested, yeah. but you, you feel bad that you cut eyeballs with them because it happens to all of us. And you'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, let me go back to my cell phone. Um, did Jesse call me? <laughs> like, girl, maybe he just saw you, thought he knew you. Maybe he thought you were someone's publicist. Like, you know, Or girl, maybe like, he didn't think about you at all. Right. And that is oh. totally within his right to do. He doesn't know you. You aren't friends. You don't hang out. He had no obligation to shake your hand, say hello, think you're sexy. None of that. He could just exist in his own man space by himself. And it could be absolutely no commentary on your femaleness, your sex sexuality, your hotness, like all of that is in your own head and it was fucked up that you give that as an interview judging somebody else and coming up with all this shit that makes no sense and you sound crazy, you sound crazy, like you sound insane. I was... Trust me, that'll be a storyline on girls next season. Mm. I just... I I feel like that's like a really like kind of look at you girl like... Well, even when she said it was, it was so amazing because it was like he looked at me and he determined I was not the shape of a woman by his standards. Yeah. I mean, it what was like, how do you get all that from just a look? You know what I'm saying? It could he could have been thinking about something that happened or yesterday. Maybe he looked at you and was scared to say anything because he felt crazy white girl as soon as he looked into your or eyes. That, that so he was like, it. let me not say shit to this girl. But apparently, she has a history of these type of statements because she made, yeah. I guess, an interview with Drake or something mm-hmm. like that where she. Had, I guess she was doing an interview with Interview Magazine, was it? And they asked her who she'd like to interview, and she yeah. said Drake. And then I guess they some somehow it was reached out to Drake, and he never had to call back and went into her insecurities. Girl, just be, say you insecure, and don't reveal all the tea that you feel on the inside, because that just was too much, and I just, mm. but go Odell for not saying nothing back Well, he did. He did said a little bit, but he didn't, like, go in. He didn't take, he didn't drag her. He said, I don't have enough information to really speak on it. We'll see what happens from there. I never want any problems with anybody in this world. That was real general. That was real PC, Odell. It was real general. That was real PC. Because he totally could have dragged the hell out of her. But the funny one, I liked all the memes that were popping 
it up. Oh, yeah. Because they were great. And then they showed a meme because the comment that she made, like, and he saw I was in a tuxedo, and that's not the kind of woman or whatever that he likes. And the meme has a picture of Zendaya in her tuxedo, tuxedo hugged yeah. up with Odell. And I was yeah. like, see, bitch, you don't even know. Like, yeah. how are they you going to do taken that? Another way to and then they keep saying it's like white privilege, too. Of course. Because. You gonna give a whole interview about somebody else's what somebody else just is thinking, thinking in yeah. their brain, like, yeah. and not just like, oh, I don't think he liked me, or oh, I don't think he thought I was that cute because no, he like, didn't say anything else. Like, story. you elaborated, <laughs> you like detailedly figured out he don't like your shape as a woman, <laughs> <laughs> or the fact that you are wearing a tuxedo, right? Like, girl, that like was... you read a page of his diary or something, <laughs> exactly. right. like, spilling right. the tea on like, Andy Cohen, single white female. Seriously, like I know I be having stuff written all over my face. But them details ain't that clear. Like that was crazy. <laughs> what, would, what would a guy typically get from reading your face, Courtney? I'd like to know that. It depends on what the, who the guy is. Right. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> that might be true. It depends on who it is. <laughs> Odell would get some real positive vibes. But anyway, moving mm. on. Odell played football, right? Speaking of football, football season's coming amongst us, and week one is about to be here, right? It is. Yeah. It's is. upon us. And you guys can, uh, we've been talking about it all season long, DraftKings.com. We have a special going on. You guys can um, play fantasy football, fantasy get your football. favorite people, whoever you think. Pick they may not be down. your favorites, but they may be really good, so you can get them on your team. I learned all about this yesterday together, on Black Color Lives the Beat. Mm-hmm. And as you put your team together, DraftKings.com has this really special thing week one. You can win $5 million. That's what's week up. one. I'm down with Just that. in week one. You ain't got to like wait it all the way out the whole season. And all How many that. weeks in football week is there? One. A lot. Because I know months. it goes to like they February. Keep going to so the imagine year. just week one, you can win $5 million so you can win so many more. But you guys got to use the code BSports on DraftKings.com B-sports. for fantasy football this season. Check it out. Do it. It's worth it. I'm going to go look for Odell. Oh. What team he play for? That's the only one I would put on there. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, Why are you laughing, Because your face. What did you play for? That face was real funny. Why are you funny. ain't trying to tell nobody? Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want you stalking Odell on his Instagram. Uh, you be I out know here. Crazy. You be out you know here, Dario. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be stalking him on her Instagram. Who I look like? I don't stalk nobody. <laughs> you only get stalked. She be following him on the fashion Don't wish that on me. I don't need no more stalkers in my life. Listen, I've no. seen a couple of comments that have been no, put on our show. No, no, You no. got a couple. That doesn't constitute stalking. Thank you for all of your wonderful comments that you guys make under the show we appreciate them right. greatly Daryl does too I do too I'm talking about one in particular though, and you know who I'm talking about oh anyway so we're gonna move on since Daryl doesn't want me to have Odell apparently hey, because Lena might fight you because I'm not good enough and he might not like my shape as a woman I would love so. you and Lena to have a table discussion oh me that too be, oh my god I would love to have a conversation with Lena down. Dunham like and I've wanted to have a conversation with her since she did the interview about why she didn't have any black people on girls in her right. first season like I would yeah. love to talk to her um, though I actually was fine with what she did and what her answer was, but I thought we'd have a great conversation. Somebody else that had a great conversation this week was Donald Trump. Really? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. I mean, you know, I'm just trying. Whatever. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> Donald Trump had a conversation with some black people, as he likes to call them, his blacks, um, up in Detroit at the Great Faith International Ministries Church, and this was like his first big like. I'm going to talk to my blacks. Talk to the people. Situation. So he <coughs> showed up and he came, instead of speaking all politically incorrect and off the cuff, he came with some prepared remarks. <laughs> and he wanted you guys, being the blacks, to know that he's not a racist. Mm-hmm. And he said a few 
interesting things. And I'll, I'll read a couple quotes for you guys from his uh, dissertation to the congregation. He said, quote, Our nation is too divided. We talk past each other, not to each other. And those who seek office do not do enough to step into the community and learn what is going on. They don't know. They have no clue. I'm here today to learn so that we can together remedy injustice in any form. I believe we need a civil rights agenda for our time. I fully understand the African-American community has suffered from discrimination and that there are many wrongs that still must be made right. And they will be made right. So basically, that was like his like conciliatory Mm -hmm. remarks regarding his previous remarks to the white people about the black people back when he told the white people that the black people ain't got shit to lose so they might as well come on because they shit sucks so he sort of softened it up and said yeah your shit still sucks you know there's discrimination and some shit ain't right but I'm gonna make it right and for anybody that's confused um, because, you know, we obviously don't have his, like, job history as we would for most politicians. We don't know what he's really voted on and that kind mm. of thing. But what we do know is that Trump was sued twice by the Justice Department for discriminating against black people in all of his uh, in his uh, apartment buildings in New York. We know that a former business associate said uh, he believes uh, – or a former business associate in the book that was written about Trump back in the 90s – Uh, was talking about Trump. He had made some disparaging remarks against Jews and black people. And one of the things that he said about black people was that he believes that they have a lazy trait. So he didn't really address that. So I don't know if he told Detroit, like, y'all still lazy. Maybe y'all need to get it together. Like, he didn't really say anything about it. So I don't know if he still believes that or not. But Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you're not lazy enough to go vote for him. So maybe, you know, that could work out. Um, He also was a part of helping um, send those five guys to prison in New York back in the day. For y'all that don't know about that, go ahead and look it up. And he is also obviously the leader of the birther movement with Obama. And he said that has no racial implications. And he had no idea why people thought that that was any kind of racial anything. He would have done that with anybody, apparently. Except he ain't did it with nobody, no president before then. Right. So I don't really know where that came from. But just so you know, you know, he reached out to the black community. He went to the church, you know. He gave a little um, debate back situation with, uh, what's his name from today's show, um, about some foreign policy and he's trying guys he wants your vote so here's my question for you because you know when <laughs> i saw all that bs i just i had to stop reading it because i was like first of all even when i was reading it he don't really he didn't really give any solutions he, he pointed oh, out some problems not. but there was no solutions given nah, all right not a one. so let's start there but then if he came to la right which yeah. i'm sure he will yeah will you go see him just to see what he has to say because I, I sat i go I, see I, him? I sat i sat in my place and thought about it. I said, you know what? I might go check out to see what he would say in person. So it's not like it's not edited a black you're event seeing like, or it's just a campaign event in LA. Like you want to see, witness it live. I want to witness it live. <laughs> I actually want a black event live though. I don't I don't need like the general population event. Mm-hmm. I want him to come to like, you know, If he's a black event in LA, I would talk. go. That's what I'm talking about. A black I would event. be very interested to see what happens. Because if he did a regular event out here, I feel like it would just be the it's, same, it's gonna be the same lip service. Because yeah, he's bold as hell in front of them. But yeah. when he gets in front of anybody else, uh, he's not so bold, yeah. just like he wasn't so bold in Mexico. But that's another story. So I don't, I would, I would be interested to see what he says and you know I'm, I'm gonna keep it all the way real i'm trying to give trump some sort of benefit of a doubt i mean me too uh, and i'm every at every turn 
it, it turns back into a fail. So, well, you know. here's the, the biggest thing that's 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 hard for me to wrap my head around everything with him is that I interviewed him literally a year and a half, about a year and a half oh, ago, yeah. mm-hmm. and one of my favorite interviews. I can honestly say yeah. that he was. A nice guy. We had we had banter. I mean, even all, when the camera wasn't on, we were bantering. And I left when he left that interview. I left thinking like, you know what, Donald Trump is. They say all these things about him. This is before, obviously, before yeah. running for president. They say all these things about him. He's a harsh man, all this stuff. But he was just the nicest guy. Now, granted, yeah, I'm interviewing him, mm-hmm. but I've seen him in interviews where he's not so nice to people either. So. It's still hard for me to believe that this is all still true. I still want to believe that this he's fucking well, I do or like actually, or like right before the election he's gonna be like, "Hey y'all, I was just playing." Psych. Mm. Well, I still believe some of it is performance <laughs> yeah. for the crowd that he has attracted. So, like, do I necessarily believe he is at his core a racist, like horrible man? Probably not. But I think that he knows there's enough of our population that believe certain things, yeah, so he's he feeding that, that yeah. and that's what he's. I, but I to me, that, that makes you more disgusting yeah. because. Because you're building, actually, you're adding you're to that a, hate. Yeah, you're adding to it, and you're in a position where you could elevate, and you're yeah. choosing to dig graves. Yeah. So I, I don't... And it's not changing any mindsets. It's only making them worse. It's not. It's so, making it worse, yeah. honey. And, and then don't. you have a platform to go... You have a platform. You go to Detroit, and it sounds like you just copy and pasted... You gave lip service. ...commentary off a Black Lives Matter uh, message forum. Yeah. Like, yeah, he gave lip service. For well, they were even trying to say that basically it was the same white speech that he gave he just kind of tweaked it to make it black like you're saying you know just changed it tweaked it a couple words he tweaked a a lot more just because he wasn't quite as harsh and confrontational about the crap that you're going through and basically calling you shit Mm -hmm. and whatnot he wasn't gonna do that right in front of the black folks but you know whatever good luck Donald Trump Um, I mean good luck to all of us because lord knows it's a a mess out there I wish you would go on the view I would love to see Just Whoopi with Whoopi, gonna, and Whoopi and Joy. He's going to have to. Yeah. I think they're going to. I know that that's, that's such like a been a line. thing, but like I no, think. No, but that would actually good, be good. I'd like to see Whoopi would. I just think it's going to happen. Just Whoopi and Joy. We need one like All right, balance. Um, what's your Paula. Name? Paula. Uh, Paula. And she can sit on one side by herself. Or, or, can, or, or Candace I would Cameron. Jedediah. Je- Jebediah. Jebediah. What's her name? I would take Which her. Which one is that? Who? The one. No, you know, not the white, the blonde. Candace Cameron? No, Jedediah, the the one that came with Sonny. Right, 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 right. right. Oh. Because she's actually super smart, conservative, like, and will come, but she doesn't buy into this. So she would be a good, like, because Candace would would get a little meek and not really go for it, but I feel like she would have some heart. And Whoopi won't want to go in on her. (laughs) Right. Where Whoopi will go in on Paula. Well, because, you know, know, (laughs) Rosie went in on the Jesus thing and got demonized for real yeah, like you did. can't come hard like that no. on a girl that's just trying to be you know about the lord right anyway <laughs> we'll talk about something else uh, something positive in the wait, pause, i don't know why that's i funny. gotta break this right now did you guys see mary j Blige in the views music video yes i did yeah wait i don't have no cup to throw no shade <laughs> That was just all the shade. Go ahead. Hey, I mean, it was real yeah. cute. The View got like twelve hosts now. Like, it's it's real cute. You know, keep doing what y'all do. If y'all y'all ever know, need somebody else, I'll come visit too. Because I love it still. You have I hit still a low when you got Joy Behar. Like, and I ain't mad. Mary, get that check. Yo, that's hey. only get that check. Get Mary. that check. You in the middle of a divorce. Get that. She check, in the middle Mary. of a divorce. Well, get that check. They might make it work. <laughs> they might. And she about to go on tour with Max. Wow. She about to go on tour and release a new album. Yeah, oh, Mary. Even though I'm not that excited about Mary's. 
new album. I ain't really been excited. But the well, no, I hate about, to say, I ain't oh been excited God, about I'm a Mary sorry, album I'm sorry in like to say this. ten years. I hate to say this because I don't want to put this on nobody. But Mary, if she's getting a divorce, maybe this album's gonna be real good because you know, sad Mary. Not that I wish sad no, Mary upon nobody, but that's what people were saying. Sad Mary, my life. Listen, yeah, that's my still life on rotation. Still, my life still on rotation. and 411 are still the best. And that was on ever. Happy Mary. So, she makes good music when she's unhappy because she be telling them stories. But you assume she's unhappy because she's getting a divorce. Right. Oh, she that's might true. be getting You're right. her life. You're right. You're right. Okay. Is Mary on your phone? Is that no. Mary? <laughs> Mary, <laughs> come. Mary. Hey, girl. Hey. Anyway, so we're going to... <laughs> And we have not been drinking today. So not at no, all, but kind of wish high, I was. High off of life today. High off of life. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm also high off of art about mental health. I love this art. Mm-hmm. Because I actually think this is a really dope story. So yeah, over there, across the pond, there's, you know, more of us people of colors all over the world, y'all. We're everywhere. Um, so there is a young woman by the name of Nicole Crystal Krenzel. She's 24 years old. And she was like, you know what? Like... We don't really deal with mental health in the people of color community the way that we should. She's like, I want to do something. I want to, like, do something about it. And she's an artist also. And she basically wants people to know, especially young people of color, to know, like, it's okay to not be okay. So she put together this art exhibition that explores the current state of black mental health called Unmasked Women. And what she did, she, like, literally went on, like, Twitter Mm -hmm. and just sought out different young artists Every artist that she selected, she sat down with, had coffee with, and really, like, wanted to get to know them, know their own struggles, and sort of why they're doing the art that they're doing. And um, so they put together this really cool exhibition that actually happened over the weekend, and any proceeds that they uh, got from the event, because they had spoken word artists, and poetry, and music, and all of this beautiful art. They had photography, painting, all kinds of different art. Um, and she basically uh, put gave proceeds to an organization that um, supports mental health in the um, black and brown community. And so, there, I mean, there's lots of statistics out there about mental health in general. And I mean, yeah. even in America, like we don't support mental health nearly as well as we should. Um, but as far as African-Americans are concerned, um, they're 10% more likely to report having serious psychological distress than non-Hispanic whites and much less likely to seek help. It's a cultural thing of mistrust of the medical profession, which comes from a very specific place because they used to use us as experiment dummies, guys. So, And, and it's also a thing of just kind of, it's like taboo in, in your household. It's almost like the, with therapy, you know, it's like... Um, <laughs> I've gone to see a therapist, and I remember for the long yeah. t- longest time, it, even in my household, it was like, you don't talk about it, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, uh, that in itself is still rooted in our history and what we believed was when we went for help in certain places right. and it turned out That's not true. to be help. Right. So I think that there's deeper elements of that. But it extends in all... I mean, and it's not just exclusive to black families. No, but, yeah, but at the same time, black people... And black people in general going to the doctor, they did a study where they think they... Even children that are black and are expressing problems with pain are less likely to be um, helped in the same way Mm -hmm. as a white child. So, like, because they'll give you, like, a pain meter or whatever that the kids be like, ew, and it's, like, happy faces, like, how much pain are you in and whatever. And they are less likely to treat black kids until they're on the higher end of pain than they are white children. And that's with black women and white women and black men and white men. So, white men. So, it's kind of scary, but... Miss Nicole is tackling that. You guys can actually, since the exhibition actually happened over the weekend, you can still um, check out the art and the artists online. You can go to www.unmasked.com. 
Masked.com, and you can actually see a lot of the art it's, and it's really find dope. the artists. It's like, dope. I followed so many of the artists after I, seeing all of that. So. My favorite was, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but Cures Art. She had the, the yeah, woman peeling her. off her face, and mm-hmm. the, behind the face, the first face was a smiley face, and mm-hmm. then behind the face was her crying. Yeah, and then, um, Michaela, Michaela yeah, um, she brought she had that image, it was like a beautiful image of a black woman with all these colors on it. it was, Solange, wasn't it? Was it Solange? Wasn't it Solange? Wasn't Solange one of the images? It looked like Solange. This one had she had a natural I don't short remember hair. Seeing oh, no, that was actually hair. Solange, but that what it looked like a Solange. Maybe. And it was all the bright colors. Oh, oh, so, oh, the first one. You were talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. The, I, the, I don't know. That I don't know if that was Solange, really? but she. I can was, see how you thought that though. I can see that because at first oh, I didn't you make think me want to look back. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. But then I love this picture right here with the braids. Yeah, that was cool. And that was I think that was Kazumu Juliana who was taking photographs of black women in their hair. And different way hair contributes to our identity and history. And another one that was awesome was Heather Agayapong. I'm not sure how to say that, but she did a whole photography series where she, um, there's a West African goddaughter of Queen Victoria that came to live in England in the 19th century at a young age. And she did these like photography of like juxtaposing. Like it was just some really dope, smart stuff. Made me feel like, dang, y'all, I gotta think some more. Like. These artists just be coming up with some amazing stuff. But definitely go online, check that out. And if you're not okay, it's okay to not be okay. And reach out and try to find some help resources. It's true. So around you. Mental health is important. Because help is important, for sure. All right. So all you got for us, Courtney? That's it. All right, cool. Well, we're going to move on to our ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Well... I well, thought segregation was over at universities and at schools. Just kidding. But apparently it isn't. Just kidding. If you go to Cal State, according to some people. Well, I don't know if you guys saw this story, but basically Cal State University is experiencing some controversy, we'll say, because they have a program now which is called the uh, the Halisi Scholars Black Living Learning Community, which is basically established for students interested in issues or concerns that they've had in the black community living on campus by offering an opportunity to connect with faculty and peers. Well, this group sent a letter, which is also part of the Black Student Union there, um, and they (coughs) were concerned about how black students were being treated on campus. So what they wanted to do was propose that there would be separate housing for students who felt like they were being, you know, either bullied or they were being, you know, racist, minor racist, racist, racist attacks that were happening to them or just a, a variety of different things like insensitivity towards racial issues um, at the campus. So they proposed that there would be a separate housing for students that were kind of experiencing that. So this is what they said. Black students at Cal State LA have been and still are consistently made the targets of race, racist attacks by fellow students, faculty and administration. These attacks come in many forms. Some are more overt and some are very subtle. Racially insensitive remarks and microaggressions by professors and students create a learning environment that is not conductive to the overall learning atmosphere. So the president of the university got a hold of this and decided, you know, hey, this is a great idea. They took, I think they took, uh, they were saying... 20 rooms uh, separately that they were putting together for the students, the black students that they felt like, you know, wanted to just have this separate housing. Well, there was a conservative group that is calling this segregation. They're saying they're, they're, they were putting up pictures and things saying that this is back to 1950s when white people were segregated against in schools. And it's this whole thing that's happening right now at Cal State University because of this separate 
housing for black students. What do you guys feel about that? Why are we here? <laughs> I feel like, Courtney, you have a lot to say. No, I mean, because I really thought about it. Like, and I understand the desire for it. I don't think it solves anything, which is why I don't like it. Okay. And whereas I roll my eyes at the conservative group, like, if we were white and we did it, it would like, if you were white and you did it, you wouldn't be doing it for the same reason the you black kids are doing university. it. <laughs> like, and so <laughs> that, that argument is bunk. But at the same time, like, okay, I went to an all primarily white institution. I think the black population was like 7% or even trying to be 7% at the time. Um, and we had what was called the Black House on campus, which was basically the Department of African American Student Affairs. And in that building, we had like anything like the Black Student Union had yeah. an office there. The Black Theater Group had an office there. And like you could go study there and whatever. So I think and we had to fight. Actually, I think we was just signing petitions last year because they were trying to get rid of it and call it the Multicultural Center and open it for everybody and like get rid of just having the Black House. And that was a big deal for us, like especially as alumni. Like, no, like that space saved us when we yeah. were struggling and having to deal with whatever. Like, there was somewhere we could all go. We had meetings there when racist crap was happening on campus. Like, you knew you could go in there and always find a friendly face. Right. So I think. That sort of element is important on any campus where mm-hmm. the population of black and Hispanic students and things like that is very small. But to house separately yeah. sort of, I don't think, I don't really know how that, I mean, because like when you first are describing it, you're saying like there's programs and so you can be and make these relationships with professors and all like, I think all of that is important. But saying that this is only the housing for black people to me is not. It breeds something Oh, it breeds something odd in today's generation because it's just like we shouldn't be in that place where we're doing that. What The things that they complained about should be more so that we're looking at the school and the teachers. Right. Yeah. And, and, and who you're letting in as yeah. your students to, you know, obviously you need to have a variation of cultures yeah. and, and backgrounds at your school. Mm-hmm. So I was actually surprised because I was like Cal State. I thought, I thought sure. it would be more diverse. I was like diverse. Cal State would be way more diverse. Yeah. That's what I was most surprised about. So. I mean, they said even um, similar housing type of situations with, like, just more, like, black-oriented housing also takes place at University of California, Berkeley, and at Stanford. So some of the, you know, some of these. I mean, and maybe conceptually it's a similar idea of what I was just talking about. It just also is a dorm space. And and I guess technically when I was in school, like, there was an unsaid black dorm, so to speak. But it wasn't really a black dorm. It was, like, everybody tried to get into this specific dorm in this area called the Plex. Like, so there was a lot of athletes and stuff in that one. So it sort of drew that. But, I mean, Like, I foreign exchange students had their own section. And I get that because they're coming into a whole different, like, Well, and they do it for academics, culture. too. Like, certain scholars, yeah. you know, if you got a scholarship Quieter and you were a certain choir, area. you know, certain things. I could see it. I, when I first read it, I kind of, I, I have to say, I was kind of on the fence about both. Yeah. Because there's one side to me that I'm like, well, if they're being, you know, basically harassed, a, harassed and attacked by certain people on campus and that's their experience, then, yeah, I mean, you feel more, you want to go around where people that, where you feel safe, a safe yeah. place for you. But on the flip side, I'm like, that's not the real world. But then you it's know? like different religions would start requesting like, okay. Right, well, then it's going to open ours. up a whole other. And it's like, okay, well, now everyone's just Everybody's going to say, well, I, you know, I can't deal with this, so let me go back to just my people and my group over yeah. here. I, feel like I would they like to know what the what harassment the Yeah. Yes. And and I would like to see like in terms of like the harassment and the like is it 
in a living situation are black kids getting arrested for, for being yeah. told sto- accused of stealing shit in living right. situations well, are they remember being... the other kid that dormed with the two white boys and what was it about the bike Oh, where they like he got tried to, they like hang yeah. like put a bike lock on his neck oh, and like all of that neck. like yeah. is it that kind of thing like or if it, it's just I mean if it's general right like to me that's the world so you do have to learn how to deal with it and I don't think necessarily completely segregating yourself yeah it's not reality because part of that's sort of the college experience because if you want more of that then you go to a HBCU right yeah so I I don't I don't. I don't think I can vote for that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said it was kind of like tough because I could see one side of it. But at, overall, I mean, it's not real life. It's know? just sad it's, that it's we're just... in the place where people have to feel like that. And yeah. yeah, and we don't. I, I just don't want us to go backwards. And yeah. the yeah. fact that the group came out and looked at it, wanted to attack it, versus being like, "Okay, well, that... why do y'all feel that way?" Yeah, right. What like can instead we of attacking it, it, saying, "You know what? How about we don't do that, but maybe we create a building for yeah. you know right. people to feel safe or so, something." Yeah. Like or they that. say, "What?" are we doing right. that's making you feel, you feel that, that way? way right and what can we do to help you not feel that way mm-hmm. right because it's that would be opinions. the more awesome thing but everybody wants to know well i'm white and i could have a white dorm and y'all would call me a racist <laughs> yes i would because you would be racist for that so i just don't whatever anyway good luck guys good that's luck. sad you because you're there for an education and the fact that you even have to think yeah about that, about that we're about that stress among everything else it you know? sucks like you made it to college yeah. and it's expensive as hell and <laughs> you gotta and you can't if you living on campus it's, even it's more really expensive. expensive right in california right and then you gotta worry about can y'all just open a door for us by ourselves because it's right. just it's hard out there for a right. like yo that's ridiculous. i'm just trying to go to math class and you know I'm what I'm saying? Okay. can i just can go I, to the studio and, union but then is that gonna stop that that's why it's like is that really a solution because like if you're being harassed in class now they're gonna like, know exactly where to go where people. all the black folks are they're right. all in that building like right. that sounds oh, like that's just, that's I, that brings horrible yeah. imagery to my brain immediately of yeah. things that could happen just for them being in that building all at that's the same true. like I that's just scary yeah Anyway, sorry. All right, Come well, on, Cal State. Thanks. Thank good luck with that. Good Cal luck. We'll be reporting it. on that some more and let you guys get some updates on what happens with that. Uh, another person who made the news this week, which is also our last story, is P. Diddy. He just Diddy. came off Diddy. of the, uh, the Bad Boy reunion. Bad Boy. In New York. And I can't wait to come to L.A. because I'm going to go see it. But, um, get us all tickets, Dario. Well, Can we'll we go with we'll you? We'll work on that. We'll work on that. We'll Can see we what go happens with you? That. Well, <laughs> he was... to be your peoples. You know, I'll get my black folks together. <laughs> my black folks. So he sat down with Al Sharpton this week on MSNBC. And they were talking about, obviously, the election, which is what everybody's talking about. And Diddy had some words to say about Obama as well as... Hillary Clinton and as well as for black people as far as like what they should do for this race. And as we recall, you know, Diddy was really heavily into vote or vote or die and mm-hmm. really into politics and really pushed younger kids to vote and, yeah. you know, and, and was kind of a spokesperson with Russell Simmons and a couple other celebrities to really make that happen. And I think they even, uh, what I read was the percentage of like 18 to 24 year olds grew tremendously yeah. because he was out there Getting campaigning for vote, yeah. vote and die. Well, when he was sitting down with Reverend R. Sharpton, they were talking about Obviously, the candidates and, you know, all the, all the things that Trump's saying and what Hillary Clinton's saying. And basically, he was, you know, Diddy was talking about the fact that black people have been the ones that have moved the meter as far as, like, putting Obama in the office. So he was saying that, you know, he said there was no really diss for Obama. He felt like Obama could basically did what he could do. But he felt like, you know, basically he felt shortchanged by Obama yeah. being in office. He felt like there was a lot of policies that he was hoping would change and just life for black people as a whole would change and he feels like that didn't happen 
So now we have someone like Hillary Clinton who's coming in and making these promises. He said he doesn't buy the fact of her going and sitting with the mothers of the shooting victims. No. And he had a lot of a lot of things to say about that. And uh, this is what he actually said in reference to Obama specifically. And then I'll read the, the um, Hillary Clinton stuff. He said, I feel like we put President Obama in the White House. When I look back, I just wanted more done for my people because that's the name of the game. This is politics. You put somebody in office, you get in return the things that you care about for your community. I think we got a little bit shortchanged. That's not knocking the president. He's done an excellent job, but I think it's time to turn up the heat because black voters are the ones who are going to decide who's next for the presidency. So what he so, you know, he and Al Sharpton had a little banter back and forth with it and he basically said that black people should hold their votes. That they That's should what, not did vote. He... Because he's saying that if we don't vote, then They'll see the power of what we're doing and that what we say really counts. So what do you think about that? I'm just looking, like listening to that philosophy. I can't, as a music head, just go back. I'm like, do, what do you know about politics, like, for real? Uh, like, honestly, like, I don't know. Maybe you do know quite a lot. But I'm just like, if you run anything <laughs> the way you run your company, because the only person that benefits from that is you and Cassie, apparently, because I'm just sitting here like anyone that sat in, put you as the president, had, we're at day 26, Danny DeCain. I mean, they sitting over here thinking the same Where's thing about Donnie? you. Let's you know take it back. Where's Donnie? First of all, why oh, even go to Donnie? We could go past all that. Donnie. Y'all remember Donnie? So I'm just Sorry. like... To put all that on Obama, President Obama, is just like, like, brother, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, congratulations, you got six years. We're going to put this school out. I'm excited to see that. And I know you do here and there. You did open the Harlem Charter. to charity. Yeah. Well, yeah. So my thing is, is to sit there and put it on President Obama as if he can just magically wave a wand and anything that I promised and made happen will come true. It's just so interesting to me that... that he could flip it in that way. Not that he really said it in a negative light, but it's just kind of like, really, like out of all the quotes that you wanted to say, I don't know, it just seemed very unsupportive. Unfortunately, a lot of people feel that way um, who are African-American who voice that, and I'm with you, Jesse. I don't feel like... I'm not saying you don't need to tell your opinion, but I feel like we need to support what he has done and the challenges that he's endured the challenges. to get those things done. But, Courtney, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, you didn't cut me off. It's okay. So, Diddy, your argument falls flat for this reason. So you say that we showed them that our vote matters because we put Obama in the White House. So they already know our vote matters and we still didn't get shit. True. So you saying that if we hold our vote, They'll know our vote matters, and then we'll finally, what, next round get something? Like, they already know our vote matters because you just said it mattered because we put Obama in the White House. So your argument falls flat completely from the top, number one. Number two, instead of saying don't vote, you knew who the candidates were, what, last summer? Why didn't you put your effort into finding a candidate you could support? I was going to say And that. make the black yeah. vote count yeah. that way yeah. and try to put him in the White House that way. The reason you didn't do that is because it's not just the black vote that puts somebody in the White House. Yes, it will affect who goes in the White House in this round because it could shift it either way. But it's not just the black vote because right. there's just not enough of us to begin with. So if you actually care, or I don't want to say that. 
I do believe you care. Yeah. And do you I believe do believe you he mean cares. well. Yeah. But Maybe to just... say don't okay, sorry, once again, we can just fall back on the basic history. Too many people got ate up by dogs and blown over by water hoses Forward. and yeah, set on fire, fire exactly. so that I have the right to vote. And it's upsetting to me that if you are that like passionate about how terrible our two choices are now, why you weren't doing more before now to make these not our only two options. And I'm not saying you can move mountains and you can do anything, but I think your efforts would have been much more appreciated back then than they're being appreciated right now. Because what you're trying to do now is only, to me, opening the door for God knows what to be in the White House. Well, and I'll just leave it at that. So I just, to me, that's really disappointing and really upsetting and very um, contradictory to what you say you believed in, which is why you were pushing, pushing people to yeah. vote years ago. That's and true. I get it. Things change and politics change and you should know that and be aware of that. There's way more effective ways for you to affect change than to tell people not to vote. Like, you get these this. people to 